What's up, guys? This is Shondan, and welcome to another episode of the Eheng Podcast. And today we will answer a question from email. This is from Hardy. Hi, Sean. I would like to get your opinion on rent versus buy a house when you have cash. I'm in a dilemma since recently my uncle wanted to sponsor me a landed house for my own stay. Wow. <laughs> he said he can cover the 10% down payment up to 80000 and I just need to pay the monthly installment. He told me to look for a comfortable landed house at 700 to 800,000 range, which will put me at 3,005 to 4,005 in monthly installments. However, this means that I need to spend more than half of my salary to pay and I'm not ready yet. Although it's quite tempting since I'm renting Presidency Panama's Ampang for 900 square feet, it's a huge change in comfort. I'm a client of the company as you are and I was advised to get investment properties first before buying to stay. And my plan was to use passive income from this property to pay monthly installments of my future landed home. I really like this plan as I did not have to sacrifice my lifestyle just to pay for a house. Although it means I can only buy my home when I'm in my 40s. If I were to buy a landed home now, I can't invest in property in the future since DSR will burst. But it will be really great to own a landed home now to have that extra space for my kid. Plus, uncle won't sponsor if I'm buying for investment. Here are my details. I'm 32 years old, married and blessed with a 2-year-old. We are staying in Ampang. I have an income of 6500 and emergency fund in ASB of 50000 But One investment property with negative cash flow of 400 which is a property I bought in 2016. Just repeat lately, I was thinking of selling this property. Got no other debt. Wife also working. Income is 4002 She got her own car loan, etc. Basically, we pay for our own expenses with me taking over most of the daily expenses, groceries, bills and etc. I don't usually catch out or control my wife's salary. Got timeline from my uncle. Don't know when the 80000 offer will end. He will not help if it's for investment purpose, only for own stay. Appreciate your input. Thank you very much. And that seems to be really weird. But anyway, thank you for the email. And let's... um kind of dissect a little bit. Lah. The whole email revolves around this 80000 which an uncle is going to sponsor Hardy over here if he gets a landed home. So the dilemma here is the monthly installment after getting the home which is going to affect his lifestyle and it might affect his chances in investing other properties because his TSR kind of bursts. But then with a the landed home, you will have extra space. You will have more space for the kid because he has a two-year-old with the wife. So what's my take? So first of all, right? What What's the agenda of the uncle? If it's just a gift like that, why 80000 to begin with? Then why only for own stay? Is it really pure love? Or is there something more that you are not saying? Or is there something more that I'm not seeing? Is it because he looked at your lifestyle currently in Ampang with that apartment of 900 square feet? It's too small, it's too crampy, so he wants to do something. So it's really very generous in giving you that money to live in a better place. That's the first question that I have. Lah. The second thing you talk about, which you kind of raised as well, where when you buy a home, yes, the money installment is going to be way more, right? But do be informed that 80000 is a big sum of money, but also not a big sum of money. If you're going for a property that is around seven to 800000 right? For a sub-sale, it's not enough at all. You will need around 18% of the house as your initial capital because the 10% is just the upfront payment. Later, you have MOT, la, lawyer fee, la, banking fee, la, tap tap a lot of other more things where it amounts to 17 to 18%. And we haven't calculated renovation yet. And we haven't even included renovation yet. If you buy a sub-sale, most of the time, a fresh paint, a fresh coat of paint, 
new furniture, maybe sanitary waste around a toilet, then you will discover, oh, here leaking, wiring here, some landscape, ta-da. It's going to be way more than just 80000 So let's say we do the bare minimal just to upkeep the house, move some furnitures over, and let's put a price tag of maybe 50000 50000 is the bare minimum, but let's work with it, right? So let's say if you buy a 700000 property, you will need around 126000 which is 18%. Then you will need another 50000 So you will need around 180000 It means you will need another 100000 of your own just to own the property and make the landed property livable. So without the initial 80000 now you're kind of okay in your house. You don't have to extra put out 100000 You can go and invest with that money. But suddenly, when your uncle offer you 80000 eh, do I want to cough out my own money just to match up with it? And for those who don't understand his statement of DSR burst, so I just linked up the financial series that I made with Miss Rina where we kind of spoke about how to calculate your own affordability, your own debt service ratio on how much loan are you eligible in applying at what stage of income. There's a guideline where our central bank, Bank Negara, will look at whenever you apply for a loan. If it's beyond a certain threshold of percentage of your income, they will not approve to the application of your loan. So if Hardy here were to buy the property, immediately there will be 700000 in his name in the secrets report. If he wants to invest more in the future, then it will be a hurdle because this ties up the entire DSR. And the concept he spoke about, the property investment thing, the positive cash flow from the investment properties can actually cover beyond the installment. Then you have surplus and they use that surplus to pay for the installment of the home that they stay. So this must be a far capital client also because that is what they really promote. Currently, you are renting a place in Ampang and you have a property with just VP, then every month you need to pay up 400 to cover the difference between the rental collected and your installment, right? And you kind of say that you want to dispose this property as well. With every month paying 400, right? It's not necessarily bad. Of course, the most ideal situation of property investment is when the rental can actually cover beyond the monthly installment that we need to pay the bank. That would be the ideal situation, right? And every year, the rental keeps increasing and the interest that we pay to the bank get reduced and reduced and reduced and we build equity in the property. That's the ideal game plan. But by only paying 400, you get to still build equity, right? Something to consider is the fees of disposal. So, so if you want to really sell a property, do take note on the amount you owe the bank versus the market value of the property because you only got the keys in 2019 until now it's around two to three years time how is the market price like i would suggest to do homework on what's the market price today what's the total amount you still owe to the bank before you make any decisions because actually paying 400 for a property to me, it's really acceptable. That's how I think is for the next tenant, maybe a fresh coat of paint or a fresh TV cabinet or a fresh something else. Then I can slowly revise the rental rates instead of just selling it. So that's just something to point out. So that's just my school of thought. Not necessarily it's right for you, but just something to take note. And you also shared that your income is 6,500, your wife is 4,500. So a total household income is 11,000. And you need to pay around three to 4,000 in terms of money installment for a landed property. So part of the reason you don't want the landed property is because of the lifestyle. So suddenly, if I were to buy the property, I'll be cash poor uh, because I think you're going to cover it all by yourself, which is very good as a man of the family, right? Now you're left 3000 plus. We haven't deducted car yet. We haven't deducted insurance yet. We haven't deducted all the leche leche one things yet. 
And this reminds me of that very old school example in Rich Dad Poor Dad. How do we categorize what's an asset, what's a liability? In his book, he wrote that assets are things that will put money into our bank account every month. And liability is the reverse where they take out money from us every month. So in this situation, there are two ways to go about it. So let's say if you were to go along and take that offer of 80,000, you'll need to cough out 100 over 1,000 just to complete ownership process and the renovation to make it bare minimal and move in. And there's no confirmation that you will find the right house just yet. Just assume that you have. Lah. Every month you're left with a bare minimum and you'll be in this state where you don't have any more disposable income. So every revision of the OPR, you will be kanjong also. Like now they increase 0.25, the money installment goes up by maybe 100 to 200 right it affects you especially when the disposable income left is around a few hundred bucks so let's say if one cousin wedding or one cousin got new baby or celebration here some family emergencies or whatsoever it's going to be very very stressful then are these concerns worth the extra space that you don't actually need. Because sometimes as a father, I also understand like my kid would enjoy more space or whatsoever. What if there's another lockdown? Especially after the lockdown situation, many people would just highlight the importance of having space around the house. Yes, no one foreseen it coming. Especially for those who live in a high-rise, right? What for I pay all the maintenance when I can only see, can't even use the pool. But now things has changed and do you think that there will be another form of disease? There will be another lockdown? Personally, I do not. I don't think it's going to happen again. So for the two-year-old kid, does he or she need more space? Like specifically, 1,500 square feet more? If I can afford, for sure, I will provide to my utmost ability, right? If I can afford, of course. But that's not the situation that we are discussing right now, right? Then the other side, so you're not paying rent, you have a property which is taking up 400 ringgit. You kind of have an emergency fund. Your household income is pretty solid. And now you are in this same group like me where you're exposed to a lot of different deals right now. And you understand the concept of buying investment properties and to build equity. And as time comes, you will be wealthier. But the setback is you will lose this offer of 80,000. In my opinion, this 80,000 is not yours to begin with, right? Of course, the narration will be like if you were to buy a landed property, you're going to make more in terms of capital appreciation. But who can guarantee that in the future? Because last time, there's no such thing as landed strata. Because last time, there's no crypto. Internet weren't at this advanced state where we can actually make money and make communication like this. And we kind of spoke about it in the future. Individual title type of landed properties, right? Is it still valid? The main reason for that is I foresee that the wealth gap is only going to expand further in in the future, there's no more middle class, I think, it's shrinking. It's only our choice to be poor or to be rich. And as harsh as it sounds, this is going to create a lot of social issues. And when I pay seven to 800,000 for a property, and maybe 10 to 15 years time, it's going to be a million. Will people pay a million for a property without, without the gated and guarded facility? I don't know. Of course, the price is not going to just tenggelam. It's not going to just collapse out of nowhere. But all I'm saying is that the capital appreciation is not going to be as good as the 80s where they can double or triple the value. I don't think so for our era already. So in conclusion, the deal breaker here will be the ambition of yours. If your goal is to just buy one home, 
and host your family and focus on your career or business and accept the fact that for the short term of five to ten years time you gotta really save up you gotta be really tight in your financial controls because suddenly if anything happened right for that month there will be a shortage of funds and every month you will only focus on paying the money installment of three to four thousand bucks and hopefully the house prices increase where nobody can actually promise but on the other side is if you choose to have the mindset of this is not the only property i'm going to have my first property is not my only property i'm going to have investment properties that will build my equity it's fine that i'm currently renting 10 years from now let's say when your kid is standard one let's say your kid just finished upsr right you can upgrade to a landed property then because by then maybe you have three properties already that are generating rental for you and you're doing so well in your career you can afford on your own a landed property that you can kind of call your dream house already personally i would prefer that state and also a side note i don't know how close you are with that uncle by me not receiving offerings right gives me that stance of independence give me that stance of power thank you i appreciate it but no thank you i will achieve my own goals and ambition on my own because what i really don't like is let's say if the house price really were to appreciate right for the landed property i would not prefer to hear those comments about oh it was me it was my money that helped him so now he needs to be grateful to me you know last time i helped you so now i have this thing i need your help back I don't know, right? Family dynamics, it differs from family to family. I don't know how you guys roll, but that's my take. And I think that's all for this episode. Thank you very much for sending in the email. And for those who still have any questions regarding real estate, do just email me at T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G, T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G, or you can just reach out to me on Instagram, I-H-E-R-N-G. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao.